1: Hey, Yo, man, the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, Big Dog.
2: <laughs> you said it like you're shocked. I,
1: I'm not shocked. I'm just still just excited. You remember that that uh, that that you ever seen that Saved by the Bell show with Jesse Spanos, and she was just so excited, so excited, so excited. Yeah, uh, man, no. that's no, no, no. Have, no that that's. You? My 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 bell. childhood, oh my not you, yours.
0: You, <laughs> you, oh, oh. this is oh, the Believe in Forty Niners
1: podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn <laughs> Haylock. Saved by the Bell is an American classic. Ed, American uh, but, classic. But, you, you know they're bringing it back, you know right? What?
2: You know what? So is Dolomite, but just for a certain <laughs> section of
0: of America. <laughs>
1: Very true. There's very, very true that. Um, a lot to get to on this one. This is uh part of our our bye bi- week episode. Obviously, Niners getting ready to head down to Miami. Um, but last year this time they were in Mobile, so we'll talk a little bit about that transformation, how they made it from Mobile to Miami. Debo Sam, Debo uh, Samuel was a big part uh, of that trip down to Mobile last year, playing in the Senior Bowl. We'll talk about him a little bit. Robert Sala, how about a redemption year for the Niners' defensive? coordinator um, and we'll we'll pick the brain of our resident Super Bowl champ Eric Davis about just what these final days are like. Um, before heading down to Miami, obviously you gotta, I'm sure there's just, uh, plenty of ticket requests, family stuff, et cetera, before you get down there and start trying to lock in on the game, and I'm sure all of you have heard it, uh, you know, Darrell Revis had some things to say about Richard Sherman after that NFC Championship game, or maybe during the NFC Championship game, Sherm gave a semi-clap back, but we'll talk about the, the meat and potatoes of it, and, and, and as someone who played the position, obviously Eric Davis, uh can give us some insight into what he thought about um uh Rivas's tweet, uh this, that and the other. So, um we've already uh gotten to the to the part of the show where where Eric uh notified us that he is not a say by the Bell fan. So let's get into this uh, whole uh, you know, I'm
2: not gonna say I'm not a fan. I'm just gonna say I just never saw it. Just never saw it. it? it, it it just wasn't, not, so I don't not,
1: know. Not a, I, not a Lisa Turtle fan? no? It
2: it was just not something that was on regular rotation in my neighborhood, that's all. Not, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, I, did it come on the same time as Good Times?
1: It did not come on the same. Speaking of Good Times, I was watching Good Times last night. But no, it did not come on the same time as Good Times. We're talking Saturday morning television. This is my my youth here. You had saved by the Bill, you had a... Uh, you oh, had, Saturday
2: morning television, that was yeah. Pat
1: Albert. Yeah, <laughs> you had Hang Time with, with Reggie Theus and, and Anthony Anderson before he was Mister Blackish, and then uh, in, NBA Inside Stuff with Ahmad Rashad. I mean, this was this was Saturday mornings for me uh, growing up. Um, How the Niners get from Mobile to Miami? Ed, they, they've kind of. There was an article that came out, um, and shout out to one of our listeners, Jamil Robinson, who, who um, pitched this idea as well to us. Um, uh, the fact that the Niners were down at the the Senior Bowl uh, a season uh-huh. ago, th- basically last time th- this year, this time last year they were down there at the Senior Bowl, and so Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and company got an opportunity to see some guys up close and personal. Debo, one of them, Dre Greenlaw, um, was on the opposite team that they coached, um, but that transition. You know, you get down there, you got the number two pick, obviously, to be able to turn that around. Um, I think the easiest thing for people to do is look at the quarterback and, and and say, OK, well, the difference is Jimmy Garoppolo is is healthy this year as opposed to going down with an early season ending injury. But I like to think there's a little bit more to it than that. How And you were down there at the senior ball earlier this week. Um, what's that time like for these coaches, for these coaching staffs, for these front office evaluators, as they get to really see up close and personal, um, you know, with, with with these, these, these prospects are about.
2: Uh, Well, you, you get an opportunity to sit down and go beyond the film. You get to go beyond what a coach is telling you about a player, because of course, any coach worth his salt is going to talk his players up. Yeah, you know, you, you want those guys to be honest, and they're going to be honest about the player, uh, but they're also going to make certain that they emphasize the good, um, accentuate the good. That's that's a part of it, and you would expect them to do that, but now you get the chance to just see the player, talk to him, see what football means to them, see their mindset about the game. How do, how do they think the game um, how do they think beyond the X's and O's? How do they? Uh, and then you get to get the guys out on the field, and watch them practice, watch them move, uh, put them in situations that they would be in at the next level uh, because uh, now you're out of your comfort zone. How quickly can you adapt to the next level, the, the speed, the pace, um, competing at a different level where you're not on scholarship, where a bad day can send you home? Uh, a bad day can cost you in the draft. A bad day can cost you a lot of money. And, and it's a different kind of pressure once you start telling these guys that and they understand that. So that's, that's the value of of those games and that, that time when you start to look at positions that you need. So you think about the 49ers and, and uh, you know, like I said, they were down there again. I just left talking to some of the guys. Uh, you're down there. You're looking at players. You know the positions that you have to address. You also know that you're going to have to have some young players in those positions. That's ve- very, very valuable to be able to get a head start on looking at these guys' work, how they work, what they're capable of doing, and figure out, um, you know, this, this, is, this is a funny thing about guys. Everyone always talks about a person's ceiling and their potential what they can what they can do and and this guy has the potential to be a star and all this all these things when you're in a situation where you're drafting number 2 things have, have gone wrong so yes potential top end potential is very important but you also want to know how how high a person's floor is because the higher that floor the sooner you're going to be ready to get on the field because you can have you can have potential to be a Hall of Famer, but if your floor is so low that you have so much to learn that I got to keep you on the bench for two three years, it's a lot of stairs to climb. Fired. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I may be fired by the time you reach that potential. So I need you to I need your floor to be high enough, and that's what they did down in Mobile. They they went and looked at guys like a Greenlaw, like Debo, that had a floor high enough to where you can see the performance that you see now by the end of the season for those guys. And that that my friends that, that that's very good work.
1: Yeah, I, that's the thing that that sticks out to me is the fact that they got it right. Um in a sense that I mean you every every team that's in that position has an opportunity to do what the Niners did. And um but but they they got it right. I mean you, you talk about having the number 2 pick, that's one thing and and they were able to get um, Nick Bosa, but remember he was an underclassman, right? So he he wasn't one of the guys that they were evaluating uh, down there in Mobile. Um, and and a lot of you talk when you talk about teams building in the draft, um, a lot of the meat and potatoes of your draft, or or what you do in those middle rounds, how how you're able to get guys in those middle rounds and develop Absolutely. them. And it's not always about the, the the first round pick or the lottery pick, if you will. Um, it's about those guys that you get um, in the middle rounds. And 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 they went down there and and they got it right. Um, you know, they they they, they were able to, to to go down there and and we talked about Greenlaw, and he's a he's a guy that you've liked, you know, from from the very beginning. Um, and, and the impact that he's been able to make on this team so far this season, uh, we talked about a, a player like Debo Samuel as well. And th- this is it, it, not only that; like this is this is this is an interview for these guys, right? But even more, yeah. I, I would even say it's even more important than the combine because in the combine you get on the field, you do drills, but like this is more of like a a game prep, like a week preparation. Like th- this is this is more of what it's going to be like you know, when you get to that next level, when when you're when you're out there, you're, you're game plan and you're practicing, you're getting ready for that game that's gonna be played uh on the weekend. And and so, like you said, like you get to see those practice habits and, and obviously, um, you know, what what the Niners saw, especially in a guy like Debo and a guy like Greenlaw, um, they really liked a lot and, and credit John Lynch for, for, you know, hitting the nail on the head and, and getting it done.
2: Uh, you just said you get to see the a way a guy's going to practice the way he's going to move the way he's going to take in information uh, when you're coaching them you get you get to see exactly you get to really test them in the techniques you're going to be teaching them moving forward because that's the thing every college player has to now forget what they were taught <laughs> yeah that's one. that's one the, that's one of the hard things is that you have to break a lot of the bad habits that you had in college because um quite frankly every college coach is not going to teach a guy how to do things the way they need to be done in the NFL it's a different game um and you're not coaching to win in the NFL you're coaching to win in college that's the job that you have so there are rules that don't apply uh, uh, or you know things that you can make it so at the defensive back position you can grab a guy down the field you know, you can touch a guy beyond five yards. You can you can shove a guy, push a guy on a double move, cook you can't do that. So there's you have to teach guys how to play the game with their eyes, with their feet, not their hands. You get to start doing that. And you get you, you get an opportunity to see how they can adapt to your coaching, how they take it in, the mindset of these guys when things don't all all don't automatically work for them. It's it's frustrating. When when you go you, you go to the Senior Bowl you've been playing well you um have you have gone through your career and gotten to a certain level and now you're starting over and it's 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 a it's a shift in dynamics that a lot of players have a hard time with. You just said it. You have to look at these guys and see if you can get them to roll into your system quickly. These were players that they needed. You're you're absolutely right. You have to give them credit for getting it right with these guys. One of the major reasons why the Niners are going to the Super Bowl, one of the major reasons they're in this game is because they got it right at positions they had to get it right at.
1: Yeah, and let's just look at this draft, right? The just let's just look at the the the, the twenty nineteen draft and look at the first year guys that are contributing. Obviously, Nick Bosa was was the second overall pick. You expect big things from him if you're going to take a guy that high, and and he's giving yep. that, giving that to you. Um, but Debo Samuel, he he was taken in round two. Uh, Jalen Hurd, you know, although you know he he's had an injury history, he showed uh, some flashes here and there. Um, Mitch Wisnowski. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. versatility, right? Here's here's a guy doing the punting and doing the, the kickoffs um, for your team. Dre Greenlaw. He was take Wisnowski was taken in the fourth. Greenlaw taken in the fifth. Um, and then also you go down to the sixth round. Justin School. I mean, he he was called on to play some very important downs on multiple weeks. Oh, um, I,
2: absolutely. I mean, you know, that's a game that's a name that's been forgotten. But there is no way. There is absolutely no way the Niners are in this position without the play of school. He came in, and the offensive line really didn't miss a beat. It really really didn't miss a beat. So much so that Joe Staley's first game back had you questioning, did they bring him back too soon? Yeah, because he got clownied. Yeah, um, he got clownied. Yeah. Yeah, all those school, all those school may have gotten cloudy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, they could he, he, he does they, that to a lot of people.
1: could have been protecting his have <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe. being the, the captain and the veteran that he is, saying, "Nah, uh, young fella, I'll take this one for you." Um, more on this in a little bit uh, in a sec. Especially uh, Debo Samuel. Going to dive a little bit deeper into him. But first, Ed, I got a confession. What's that? I got a confession. Um, my sleeping habits aren't the best. Uh, you know, I'm one of those guys where, you know, I'm somewhat of a night owl, and so, you know, I, I may fall asleep, but I don't always necessarily sleep through the night, right? Like, if I, if I get up, then I may be up, you know, for a couple hours, and then that's when I'm watching good times and, and reruns, or, <laughs> or you know, or, or sometime I'm watching night, yeah, or even Niners film sometime, you know, just depending on the day. Um, so I, I, I'm in search of a little bit of assistance. what you got for me?
2: Uh, well, you know what? You and I absolutely need to talk about sleep. And I've told you before, no lie. You need eight hours of sleep. But I know one of the biggest problems with sleeping other than watching say by the bell <laughs> is temperature, man. Uh, it's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or cold. So it is my pleasure to introduce the Pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns the way you sleep, and it will adjust the temperature automatically. All you got to do is cut off Save by the Bell. So that means if you like to bed cool and your partner likes to bed warm, you can now both have exactly what you want in an incredibly comfortable bed. So for the next week, get $200 off the pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com slash pro. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. Right,
1: I'll do my best. More on, on, on Debo, we talked about how it being a, a job interview of sorts, and that's exactly what the Niners saw in him. They saw his preparation. Um, They, they, they saw the versatility, right? And we've seen it. So we talked about it on our last podcast, how, how Debo's done just a myriad of things so far this season. You know, we've seen him as a lead blocker. We've seen him out wide. We've seen him in the slot. We've seen him at tailback. Um, and these are all things that he were, he was doing more or less at South Carolina, including special teams. Um, he was a, a big special teams guy um, coming in into the league. And uh, there was an article out, and, and his his former coach at South Carolina, Will Muschamp, talked about just you know his he, the guy loves to compete, right, and and just his competitiveness, and that's one of the things that was you know front and center last year this time down in mobile for the 49ers in addition to all the versatility and and they got exactly what they saw exactly what they hoped that they would get they thrown a lot at him and, and he's handled it all
2: well, well yes because of that competitive nature you want to make certain that you have a certain amount of athletic ability uh, in size or speed whatever it whatever the position um, ask for. You want to make certain that's there, but you can't teach a guy to compete. You can't teach a guy to want to be better. You can't teach a guy to want to beat the person in front of them, to be better every play um, and outdo, outdo the person that they are in competition with. And that's something that they were able to see in, in this player. That was something that we have seen. Uh, we've seen him grow through the drop balls, or running the routes, or or not being in position, or missing a block, block, or you know a fumble, or all these things. You you've seen him grow beyond that and continue to compete. And and uh, you know it, that last play, that the last game in the NFC Championship, when when you see him catch a ball and run over defensive backs, and and, and just trying to give that extra effort to to make a play. That's what he has turned into. Yeah, when you see him making a block of you know down so that a, so that someone else can score. Um, that's that's when you started to see that these guys are competing, that they're doing everything that they possibly can to win a game and win that play. And uh, again, spot on for noticing that from the coaching staff, but also now it's about the player, you know, living up to that. When you think that that that's a part of your ceiling you got to get that out of yourself a coach can't get that out of you they saw that that he was that type player and he wanted to put that out there and he did yeah his
1: his, coach must Champ said that he runs violent right like how many times like how often do you hear that about a wide receiver that they run violent right like like that's just something that you don't hear and 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 that's just like he's always been that way that's just a part of his upbringing and, and that's Part of how you know he he's able to stay true to to the, the Debo moniker, right? By just just being out there rough and being some sort of a, a bully on the field, and um, you know, I mean, it,
2: and you know what, and that and people may not believe it, but it's rare because that term physical receiver is thrown around all the time. It is, uh, but people, but trust me, it is rare. It is very rare. Um, a physical receiver is an oxymoron. Um, receivers, remember: if you if you like contact, you play defense. If you like if you like hitting people, you like running into people. You don't normally play offense. You play defense at the skill positions. You'll play defense. Why? Playing wide receiver is not about physicality. Playing wide receiver is about distance. It's about separation. It's 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 about avoidance. It's it's about it's a, route running is to create. Leverage, space, distance—those aren't those aren't words that you associate with physicality. Okay, <laughs> no 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 route is designed to put a, a player in position to be on top of a um, defender. You know, you know the pick route is—you know—that's designed. To rub distance for the guy that you're going to throw the ball. It's all about separation. So when when you see these guys, they're trying to avoid contact. And so when you hear that this guy runs violently, and you see that he's a willing blocker, number one, he's on teams. You look at you look at special teams around the league. Who plays special teams? Linebackers, DBs. Yeah. Not wide receivers. It's rare that you see. A bunch of wide receivers out there. That's just it. If because most of the time, if you're a wide receiver and you're on teams, you can't catch.
1: Yeah, and he, and he you- he loves he loves special teams. Like he, he he but but prior to or right after getting drafted, like he he said he was going to lobby the coaching staff to allow him to play special teams because he loves it. Um, That much and and like you said like you don't see that from a wide receiver like you don't see the violent running nature like when's the last time you seen a wide receiver as a lead blocker like not blocking downfield on a run play but like as an actual lead blocker as someone running behind like we saw Mostert. Uh, be be able to run behind Debo um last Sunday in yeah. NFC Championship game. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. And then when he touches the ball, you know it's that same violent nature. Um, like a running back. Yeah, he, you, he said yeah, it, it comes said from, from his. Much, he said it comes from his dad. He said his dad when taught him when he was little. You know, every time you touch the ball, you try to you try to take it to the house, and he tries to do that every single time. Um, well, and,
2: well, what about you? You've heard me say you can't teach tough, man. You you can't tough. Um, Tough, tough is a mindset is it's an endurance thing, and you can't teach it. Uh, it's in you or it's not, and you can pretend that it's there, but I can bang the tough out of you. I, I, <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I love about football. I, I, I love football. That's, that's one of my favorite things about this game, as opposed to baseball and basketball, soccer, all of it. It's, it's, you can learn so much from playing sports. But this game right here, you get an opportunity to prove to me how tough you are. You can talk it. But you, you, you know, basketball guys, hit a three pointer and talk trash. But I can't do anything. You're gonna make a three pointer every now and then. Everybody's gonna make a shot, so they talk trash in that. But I can prove to you on the football field that you're not that tough. They, but the great thing is that you get an opportunity to prove that you are every single play, every time. But, yeah, saying yeah. that's that's the game. I, I can I can bang the tough out of you. You know, I I can't I can't stop you from talking because I can't touch you, but. Contact, like like my coach used to say in college, contact has a way of getting people to do what you want them to do. It's just, it's it's that's 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 this game right here. And you got some guys out that that Debo is a guy that that wants to get out there and play because whenever I know a guy enjoys, if you enjoy being a crash test dummy, and that's what special teams are. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever seen those those Mercedes commercials where they have the dummies in there running into that walls, that's that, that, people if you want to know what it's like to play teams that's, just, that's what just imagine is. imagine being that dummy strapped into that car seat that they're about to run into that that they're driving into that wall that mm. that stationary wall that's what it feels like to come down and cover a kick in the NFL that's a lot that that's that's just plain and simple that's that's what it feels like so you you just you just strap in and just run down and say I'm just going to run into this wall. And um, I can't avoid it. That's that's so. If you have the mindset that you enjoy that, um, you, you are cut from a special kind of cloth. Different cloth.
1: Yeah, different di- different breed. Um, Niners obviously going to the Super Bowl, but of course, yes! all all of you at home, you know, Niners going to be playing. You're going to be watching, but you can actually play the Super Bowl. Make a bet on it. Go ahead. Why not head over to mybookie.ag. To make your predictions a reality, my bookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. They got it all for you: fast payouts, best promotions, and a twenty-four-seven customer service team. Who can you call twenty-four hours, seven days a week? How many friends in your phone right now can you look to and you can call twenty-four hours, seven days a week? I would bet not me. Not Many, yeah I can't call E.D. at, at all times uh, of the night. I, I, you can I, call,
2: I, I'm just not going to
1: answer. Exactly, right? My bookie will answer. They'll, they'll help you out. So go ahead, give them a call, and if you join right now, they'll match your deposit halfway all the way up to a G. That's $1,000 for all of you not in tune with the lingo. Match you all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you will get an extra 1000 in free money to play with, all you have to do is use the promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. With I'm a, glad
2: you explained that money um, lingo to all the saves You know, uh, that,
1: that's that, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to entertain and educate a nation. Here, I like it. That's that, I like That's it. what we're about. That's what we're about. We talked about Radio Rahim. He had this tremendous story of redemption. Um, I like to think this year was some sort of a year of redemption for Robert Sala. And this is a team, remember that (laughs) we talked about it in our very first podcast. They had only seven takeaways last season. Uh-huh. And, and, and then they come out, and they had that huge game at Tampa, and a couple interceptions. One of those a pick six by Witherspoon. It's like, okay, they're 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 forcing teams to turn the ball over. They go on on this track, then you know we might have something here with this defense, and and they've continued to create turnovers throughout the course uh, of the season. Um, people were pretty down on Salah. And even this year, we talked about it a little bit in our last pod. I mean, there, there there are even some Niner fans out there that want to talk about oh how he doesn't make adjustments, this, that, and the other. Um, their tweaks, he's probably not gonna give you the recipe to the gumbo, but please believe, you know, he 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 he's making tweaks, he's he's making adjustments, things are happening out there. Like there's no other way that I can explain this trend that happened. Uh, And this was when the Niners were, you know, full go at the beginning of the year. Remember, it seemed like there was a trend, right? That very first drive was a tricky one for the Niners defense, right? The team would go down and either they get in the red zone or, or they'll be able to score, either they'll get seven or they'll get three, right? But then what happened after that? Nothing. Right. Yeah. So there had to be some sort of adjustment made. Otherwise, the team was going to continue to march down the field on you and continue to put up more and more points. So that right there shows me that the end game adjustments and how quickly he was able to make those adjustments were key and very valuable um, for this 49ers defense. But it's it's good to see him and this defense transpire. And I hear you talk about it all the time. Like you can be the greatest coach in the world. Right. But but if. If if you don't have the greatest Jimmys and Joes, it don't matter what your X's and O's are talking about. And and this year he's actually got you know some some excellent Jimmys and Joes. Um, to play with we talked about Bosa we talked about the emergence of Greenlaw we talked about how Fred Warner has emerged into one of the top uh, linebackers in the entire National Football League what has impressed you the most about Robert Sala this season in in the way he's been able I I hesitate to say bounce back but in in a sense he kind of has bounced back you know from from what happened last season
2: uh, well, the, the bounce back. You know that that's funny. That's interesting. You have you have healthy players. You have better players. Uh, you didn't have Nick Bosa. You didn't have uh, D Ford. You you didn't have Greenlaw uh, playing. Um, it's it you you know in some ways you didn't have Fred Warner. W- Warner, and you had Warner on the field, but you didn't have this Fred Warner. Yeah playing at this level. Or this you, Richard
1: Sherman either.
2: Oh, you and now I was just about to say you didn't have Richard Sherman on the field at this level. You didn't so so all of those you started to just combine those factors. Jimmy Ward and the way he's playing right now, you start combining what the guys are doing in the uniforms. The dudes are playing at a different level. You become a better coach. It's that simple. Shanahan's offense is so much better. Now that you have the quarterback that you wanted to be there to play, to play the game. Yes, you can do things with other players, but there's a certain confidence that you have as a coach to do certain things when you have your front line guys out there. It's that simple. It's, it's the thing when people keep saying, well, Jimmy, I don't know if I trust Jimmy and all of this stuff. Look at this. The Niners with Jimmy, when he came in, he won games. They won four games when he got hurt. He comes back. They win 13 games. Yeah. It's like it's like when Tony Romo went down uh, for Dallas. They win when he's under center. He would go down. They'd win three, four games. He gets healthy. They win again. You, you look at what happened with the coach. They were going to win 10, 12 games every year. Peyton Manning gets hurt. They're drafting number one. So there's something about having your frontline players at key positions because you build what you do around those guys. So Robert Sala didn't all of a sudden learn how to coach. First of all, you don't get a defensive coordinator position because you just all of a sudden learn how to coach. You have a track record of, of, of showing that you can um, improve the play of players and that you understand how to get the best out of them. He's, he has the best of his players – and he's getting the best out of them. That's, that's the impressive part, understanding what you have and utilizing that. And when you have dudes, you don't have to do a whole lot. That's why you see in the first drive, those first couple of drives, you may see a team come down and they've thrown in a few a few wrinkles that, they, um, that that are giving them problems early on. Then you adjust. Okay. We don't have to come in with some elaborate scheme. We're going to do what we do, and we'll see how they want to play it. Now, we'll make our tweaks. And from that point – and you said it. From that point on, for the most part, this this team has been dead on on defense. The turnovers – people listening, go back and check. Go back and check early on when we were talking about the team and last year's turnover issue. I was like, that's an anomaly. It's hard to go through an entire season and not and, – and have that few – turnovers it, it's like like i always say the it's harder to it's harder to go zero and 16 than it is to go 16 and 0 because you're going to find someone having a bad day it, and that's the thing it's hard it is hard to go through an entire season and only have seven turnovers i think just, just think about it. just someone i mean the green bay game aaron Rodgers. this last nfc championship aaron Rodgers just dropped the snap yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Things just happen. There's always going to be a tip ball. There's going to be something. So, to not get seven, that just means that everything that could possibly fall apart in the turnover situation did. So it's not going to go back to back. It was like Kirk Cousins having a good game in, in <laughs> with the thing <laughs> having no good. And he didn't even have a good game. He just had the big plays when they needed him. What did I tell you? Mm-hmm. He thank you because he won't do it back to back. Yeah, <laughs> some things just don't
1: happen. Yeah, the the thing about Salah that is interesting to me is, is that he, he's sort of a made man, right? And he's a guy that that kind of bet on himself. Um, you know, he played the game Collegially but you know he he got out of football. He was in he was in finance. He was dealing with loans, um, and, and so he decided he wanted to get back into the game, and 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 this is his first time as a coordinator, and. For those of you that, that, that don't know the story, like majority of his time in the NFL, he'd been a quality control guy. He had a cup of coffee as an assistant linebackers coach, and then he really got kind of a big break, if you will, um, with Gus Bradley at, with the Jaguars. He was he was his linebackers coach there. And and Kyle Shanahan actually hired him to be his linebackers coach. Um, and, and so Salah said, yeah, but let me interview for the defensive coordinator position, since it, it was vacant, and and Shanahan, you know, they have a relationship that going back to their time with the Texans, he kind of he kind of hesitated a bit, but then he said, "All right, well, you know, you got to be you got to be all in with you know with, with, I got to get a commitment from you to at least be my linebackers coach." And and, and Salah's like, "Look, I'm not asking you to hire me. I'm just asking you for an interview." and he went in there and he absolutely blew Kyle away in the interview, you know, knowing the intricacies and the nuances of that Pete Carroll slash Gus Bradley. Uh, well, really, Gus Bradley, Gus, Gus Bradley's the, 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 the innovator, you know, of the scheme. Um, but really knowing knowing all the nuances and, and everything that Kyle uh, threw at him, he had an answer for. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really his first time in this position, you know, after Kyle after Kyle hired him and 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 all of a sudden you know just after 3 seasons as a DC you know he's he's mentioned um, as a head coach candidate you know he he was right there He's one of the finalists for for the Browns job uh you know this this, this offseason and so um i you, you you love to hear you know stories like that where, where guys just kind of bet on themselves and, and and guys just have you know ultimate confidence in their in themselves and and it's re, it's Kyle took a chance on him and and right now he's being rewarded for it. Uh,
2: yes, he, he took a chance on him, um, which is all, every hire. That's what it is. It's always taking a chance. Every time you put someone in the starting lineup, you're taking a chance. Uh, but you you take that chance because of two things. It's, it's like a contract. Uh, contract is a bridge over a bridge over what you've done and what you're expected to do. Um, Salah. Cal took, took that shot because of what he had done uh, at the uh, linebacker position. And as you said, after explaining that he knows what's happening, he understands the defense. This guy can get done what I need done. Um, I'm going to give you a shot because that, it looks like you are going to be able to make it across that bridge and get me to where I need to be or at least build the bridge long enough, high enough to get me where I want to go, and that's that's to a championship. And it worked out. So, yeah, you're always taking a chance. You got to put someone there. You put some somebody there that you're comfortable with, that you feel are that they are competent enough to do the job, and and you go from there. You let them do their work. That's what that's what good teams do. That's what good owners do. That's what good head coaches do. Um, that's what good uh, um, assistant coaches do. You you let the people know what needs to be done, and then you let them do it. And you stay on top of them, making certain that they're doing the things necessary to do the job at hand at the highest level, and to the best of their ability. So, yeah, he, he took he took a chance that very educated guess, and um, it has paid off. Salah has has come in and done exactly what you should do. Now he has been aided by I say, I say it again, he's got some damn dudes. He's, he's got some dudes. <laughs> It's easier to coach when you got dudes. I told you, man, we, we played my, my ninety-four team, my ninety-four team, we would we would have sixty-five snaps on in a game and no lie, forty-five to fifty of those snaps may be the exact same defense. There were games that where we did that. Because we could just line up and just say we can win more than you can. And and I'm and I'm not even lying. I mean we would we would literally run the same defense that often. Because we did because you can make your adjustments and send guys in motion and all that stuff. Okay, we can handle that. You're not gonna get us in a position to where we don't know what's going on, to where we are gonna avoid something, to where we don't have a body on a body, and you do it. So in those cases, calling defense is not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the scheme of things is not that difficult. And that's and I and I say that to say not that solid doesn't have things to do that he's not capable of making an adjustment. That is an adjustment. If I know that my guys can erase your guys, just doing something really simple. I don't have to be elaborate. I don't have to go out and say, okay, well, we have to put in these crazy screen, um schemes to get to the quarterback, to do all these things. If my big boys, if my front four can get to your quarterback, why do I need to send five or six or seven? just to show that I'm some type of um, X and O genius, you, you know, and there are coaches that do that. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to send all these guys, I'm going to do all these things because I, my, my scheme is so dynamic that uh, I, I give, I give offenses so much to think about and, and it, and it's really pretty. And it's so exotic. And, and you hear all these lovely buzzwords when you're talking about the defense, you know what? my defense could be just as good or better if I just line up stagnant and go beat your guys up (laughs) and and that's smart. And that is adjusting. That is understanding the room. That's reading the room, knowing that my dudes like that they can play fast that way and they can be efficient that way. That's what coaching is about. That's, that's what being a coordinator is about. It's, it's, How do I get the best out of this group? How is this group most efficient? And that's what has been so impressive with this defense. How they've grown together and they've gotten the most out of these guys. You see Bosa doing what he's doing in Ford, and you look at you look at default and all these guys up front, Armstead, what when people were saying, I don't know if you're gonna like really how have they panned out being drafted so high? You look how these guys are playing. Yes. (laughs) yes, yeah. <laughs> you you look at you look at wandering and where he is, and Greenlaw just the, the the way he has risen. how important is Jimmy Ward out there? you you're, you question him how how Sherm is at Sherm's level again um, doing what he does and and that is something in itself, allowing him to do what he does, to play to his fullest. We have seen players switch uniforms. And not get to the level that they were in the old uniform. You so that is, that's also an important thing to not to get this guy and say, well, you have to do it my way. It's my scheme. I got to put my stamp on it. No, do what you do. That's coaching. That's adjusting. So, so for so for everyone, it's like he doesn't make adjustments. He doesn't do this. No, you 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 read the room to utilize the skill set within the room. That's what coaching is not. This is my scheme. Yes, this is my scheme, but understand there is always freedom within structure to be the best. You have to have freedom within the structure and by freedom, the player, the individual has to have the freedom to utilize his skill sets to the best of his ability within the structure of what you're asking him to do. And if you are a coach, that's afraid to allow that to happen because a guy is doing something that you haven't necessarily taught, but it's effective, you're hurting the team. Yeah. And this,
1: this scheme is one that obviously he's brought to this, this Niners team. And, and it, it, it's one that, well, just him as a coach and what we're seeing from him now, he he gives a lot of credit to Gus Bradley, of course, but also Pete Carroll, and Ken Norton Jr., who you know he worked with during his time in Seattle, th- those were the first guys that really, you know, kind of took an interest into his development as a coach. And so he 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 uh, he speaks fondly of those guys, especially Bradley, who gave him, you know, more or less, you know, one of his you know his first real shots um, mm-hmm. at, at being a being a linebackers coach. Um, we will we'll talk we'll circle back. because This scheme has made some 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 headlines. Um, you know, recently we'll circle back to this in, in in a little bit, but uh, fellas, I'm issuing a challenge. It's time to get out the lawnmower, right? And I'm not talking about for your your fancy million-dollar homes that you got out. No, I'm talking about personal care here. It's time to be better. It's time to do better. It's Super Bowl week. You got you got to be on on, on top of your game here, and um. ED, let them know how they can do that, man. Let uh, well, you know, know
2: what? what? Along those lines, man, uh, listen up. I have a pubic service announcement. You heard, announcement. The, man. You yeah,
1: heard a, the man.
2: A pubic service announcement. Uh, after more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball trimmer of all time. Okay? This new trimmer was just released only moments ago. And we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. You just talked about it, man. It's Super Bowl week. You got to have everything as shiny and clean as the trophy. Now, how are how, how you, how you going to come in dusty, <laughs> not taking care of yourself properly, come on now. And, and expect to be a champion? And, and I'm going to tell you, when you're talking about premium products, I mean, this is the premium high-end. The battery that they have on this thing, it now lasts 90 minutes, so you get have an opportunity to have a longer shave. Uh, one of the coolest features, it has an LED light right now, which illuminates the grooming area so you can get closer, more precise, no shadows, nothing to worry about. They've also upgraded the engine to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, so it's strong and quiet then you got a light on it. And let's not forget about the charging stand. It's, it's intelligently designed so that you have a rapid charging de- uh, dock. It's powered by a USB cord. makes everything convenient for you. So if you're listening to me right now, if you're listening to me speak about this, uh, you're one of the first people to be able to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand. And as always, you know, your balls will thank you for this. So listen up, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V.
1: It's Super Bowl week. Not only that, Super Bowl is, is in South Beach. Come on now, step your game up. Step your game yeah, up. Yeah, come on.
2: Yeah, step it up.
1: Um, so about this scheme, right? Richard Sherman is on his way to the Hall of Fame. And he spent, you know, in pretty much the entirety of his career in this 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 cover three type scheme that, that Salah has brought to the Niners, that Gus Bradley sort of innovated, that he had with him at the Seahawks and then took with him to the Jaguars and now um, has with him as the DC with, with the Chargers. Um, and Darrell Revis, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I, I really, I'm not bringing this up to be petty. I really, I honestly want to just get your thought on it since you play the position, um. But but re, because to me it just seems like you know, Mister Get Off My Lawn, you know, um, on the part of Revis. But I could be wrong. That's why we're having this conversation. That's why I'm 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 asking you these things. So Revis with the tweet, he tweeted during the game on on Sunday. He tweeted with a picture of Devontae Adams having a step on Richard Sherman. In, in his tweet, he said. Uh, here's the tweet, fear of getting beat in man-to-man coverage every snap, every play the fact that he doesn't travel as a cornerback is lame accept the challenge as the best and shut Adams down the entire game, do it for the game of football stop hiding a cover three zone and then Richard Sherman of course came back with, I would go in on this, has been but I have a Super Bowl to prepare for Enjoy the view from the couch. Your ninth year looked a lot different than this, LMAO. Um, is wh- wh- what's your what's your whole? Uh, all right, but let's just break this down. I, I, I'll okay, just, I'll just simplify this. All right, Sherm doesn't travel. Uh huh. Is is that an issue?
2: For whom? So. So that's, so that's, so for, um, obviously for, for Revis, for, Revi,
1: for Revis, it, for Revis, for Revis, uh, clearly it's an issue. Yeah.
2: So, so, um, so the, for, so for like sure, it like, it's it's
1: gotten him, it, it's, it's gotten him headed to Canton.
2: Yeah, um, so, so so that's what I'm saying. You're, 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 the, the question that you're asking, is it an issue? I think you're, if you're referring to, does it signify, does it take the, away
1: from his, his brilliance?
2: Well, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's what I was gonna say. It, is that is is the is traveling as a corner matching up, or the lack thereof, an indication of a player's top-end ability? That's that's the question. I believe that you're getting at exactly. Okay, so and the answer to that is no. That that does not have a bearing on my top-end ability. Um, it's what I'm asked to do now. So with that being said. What Sherm does um, and the way he plays the game – well, you know what? I'm going to start it off with Revis. What Revis did, um, he did as well and and better than – as well as anyone who's ever played the game. Um, uh, You know, when you start talking about a guy that's doing it, there are very few players in the history of the game that have been able to go with the guy, travel like that, and erase the guy. Uh, The way he has in in the history of the game, there was a point there was a point and I used to argue it all the time um, at the network. I used to argue it all the time that I I thought Rivas was the best player. And I I, I could I could give a legitimate argument for Rivas being the best player. He had a four year stretch where I thought he was the absolute best player in the NFL. Period. Point blank. He was the best player. Regardless of position. and regardless of position, and it's not, and I'm not talking about the difficulty of of anything. And people talk about quarterback as the hardest position. No, I'm not arguing that. What I was saying, he was the absolute best player, and it was a really simple argument because I was like, you tell me the player, and you can you could have given me Peyton Manning, you could have given me Brady, you can give me J.J. Watt, your know, rush, you could have given me running backs, you could have gone A.D. It didn't matter wide receiver, it didn't matter who you put. You give me the player that weekend week out this guy had a four-year stretch where every Sunday he won he erased whatever he had to do there wasn't a quarterback that every Sunday didn't have a bad game that didn't dip have a bad passer rating that didn't throw interception there wasn't a running back that ran for you know four four yards and five yards of carry every week or for you know you know what I mean every single week there wasn't a lineman that didn't give up a sack or something like that this dude had a four year stretch where he he absolutely won sixteen times a year every year there was there there was nothing like that so what he was asked to do he did it at the highest level traveling with a guy playing man to man being at what what he could do physically he could do it at a level that others couldn't. I say that, and, and I include Sherm. What, what Rivas did, the way he played the game, Sherm couldn't play the game that way. I'm going to flip this now. What Sherm has done and has shown that he has been capable of doing, he has done it at a level as well as and better than most. I can give you the same argument for Sherman. Sherman has played this game at a level that, no one can question you said it yourself he's played at a hall of fame level you know what you're going to get in week in and week out having him play the game the way and you see it this year with this defense having him play the game at the level he plays it even though he doesn't travel it allows you to do other things with your defense because you know that offensively they are not going to attack this side. And if they try it, just like in Minnesota, he's going to pick their pocket. You're go- he's going to win more than he's going to lose. You know that. The percentages are in your favor. It allows you to play your defense a certain way, which is why he's been a part of some great defenses. Not good defenses, great defenses. So he's being asked to do something in a certain way, and he is extremely efficient at it. Hall of Fame level, efficient, not Pro Bowl level. Hall of Fame level, efficient at it, and his track record shows it. And he's still playing at that level. Now, what he does, I don't necessarily know if Rivas could do. Could do. So okay. that's the thing. These guys are both as they were both they they these are different body types, different ability. The fast twitch. Um, the man, the man, capability, the the speed, the aggression, all the things that Revis does. There, uh, Sher, uh, Sherman is not that type player. He's not that body type. But what? But but the flip side is that I don't necessarily know if Revis could play in space and do all the things at the level that Sherman has done though. So there. So it's it's a it's a moot argument. All right, it's, so, it's apples and
1: oranges. Okay, so I'll, I'll apples and oranges, right? So okay, well, I'll follow it up with this then. Amongst the cornerback fraternity, right, those of you mm-hmm. that have played this game at the highest level, as you've done, played this game, played that position at the highest level, what's the perception then of a guy who, you know, Re- Revis claims that he hides, that that Sherman hides in a zone, that he hides in a cover three, right? So, so what's the perception of a, of a guy who plays zone primarily versus a guy who who plays man to man? Um, it. it, it What's the perception of each guy amongst amongst your fraternity?
2: Uh, it's well, there's always this man to man badge that everyone wants to earn. And that's normally what where the Pro Bowl honors and all these things start coming from, because you have to show it's a man to man league. Um, and, once, and all of that is changing. But that was that was one of the things that you had to show. Um, Sherm, Sherm can play man to man. There's I mean, because that's the thing about it. I've said this before, even in a zone, there's no such thing as a pure zone in the NFL. Zone means that you you man the guy within your zone. So, um, and there, there's no knock on it. So let, let me ask you this. Um, is Tiki Barber, I mean I'm sorry, Runde Barber. Is Ronde Barber a good football player? Was he a good was he a good corner? I, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, he, he was excellent. He may be the best slot corner to ever play the game. Um he didn't play man to man all the time. Um, um, let me, uh, Rod Woodson. Rod, Rod Woodson is in the argument of best DB ever.
0: Ever. He's,
2: he, he's a name that people don't throw out there. Rod Woodson is is possibly the best DB ever. It would have been ever. a Hall of now, Famer now, as a safety or a
1: corner. Yeah. Now, now
2: listen, not corner. When you say best DB, because we can talk about corners, we can talk about, when you say all around best DB, I'm throwing him in the mix for the absolute best DB ever. Rod Woodson played in a cover two scheme for most of his career. He didn't. He he was he was he, he didn't go man to man all every game and travel around. But he is in the argument of best ever. OK, so it's it's about the system that you play in and what you're asked to do. It's the same conversation we were having about Sala, understanding the guys that you have and utilizing them to the fullest ability. If I have a guy that can play off and read things, understand the quarterback, understand the system, and he can make plays in space in that way, in that manner, am I utilizing his skill set fully if I lock him in nose to nose, man to man, and say I'm going to erase this guy? If, if you if that is how your system is built and you're going to play around that, okay, that's cool. If you can utilize this guy to be in space and take advantage of his ability to know what's happening and jump plays in other directions, then that's what you do. So and I can I can keep doing, throwing that around. Ronnie lott didn't travel every play. I think Ronnie was pretty good. Uh, you know, in, in my opinion, yeah, so, but, but just like there are other guys who I can say, like you know Daryl Green, he did. He traveled around all the time. He was pretty good. Eric Allen, he didn't. Don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he was. He was pretty good. Yeah, he,
1: was, he was really good. He, he was. I mean that 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 whole era right there of D. B. Yes, I, I yes. think. I, mean, I, 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 I can, think it's different skill sets, right? And you can appreciate each one. And, and this this argument, to me, I I, I think about. I think about D'Angelo Hall, honestly, in a sense that, you know, beginning of his of his career, you know, people talked about how great of a corner he was, this, that and the other. Um, He goes to the Raiders Uh, down there. They play primarily man. And it was not mm-hmm. necessarily a scheme that he played in throughout the course of his NFL career. And it just did not go well for him. Um, but he had a every, resu- he had a revamping, he had a resurgence of his career. You know, after he left, he got back in a more uh, a more comfortable scheme for him and for his skill set. So it, it's it's I'm with you. It's not it's
2: not everyone, apples to apples. Yeah. yeah, everyone can't play in every scheme. Doesn't mean that you can't play. It just means it's a it's a it's a difficult thing to be able and, and very few players. You you see the quarterbacks. I mean, every position you see some guys that just they they have coordinators they have and they they just don't things don't work out with what they're being asked to do not that they can't play it's just that system doesn't it yeah. just doesn't allow them to do it i i was i i'm i'm going to pat myself on the back right now i know i was able to play i was i was able to play where in systems where i matched up i was able to play in systems where i played on one side i could play man i could play zone i knew how to do it I knew I, I was capable of doing it. Um, I, I, I could just physically do it. I knew the game well enough, and I, my body allowed me to play in space. It allowed me to press. It, you know, I had the quickness to do that. I, I had the understanding and the, the speed and the things of playing in space. I could I could do it. I know everybody couldn't do that. I, I knew when I played with players that could do it. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad player. It was a question of how do you utilize the skill sets that they have? Um, and who's around you because that's again this is the this is the thing how how is your team built because if I have if I have a Darrell Rivas a a Darrell Revis that I am going to match up this is the situation and this is the thing you got to think about who are the other players because if I'm matching up and how do I build my defense and what do I have because if I'm matching up Rivas on a Let's just say I'm I'm matching up Revis on Julio Jones. Okay, I have the rest of my defense set up. Well, if Julio is out wide um, on the left side of my defense, Revis is out there, so everyone else have their positions. Now, what happens when he goes into the slot? So that slot player is now going to have to go out to the edge. Does he understand how to play out there? Does he understand what needs to be done? Is he capable of doing that? What if if he lines up in the backfield? how is that going to affect the backers when they're back there, when I put Rebus in one of those positions, you you see what I'm saying? So how I got, how, how, how do the other players around him play? So it may, sometimes it's a situation in which I could match this guy up, but the other pieces that I have aren't ready to move around. So as a coordinator, it's not smart for me to do that because people always say, why don't you match him up? Well, when I match him up, Remember, the other guys have to now know all the other positions. Every time I move a guy out, I'm moving him somewhere else that he hasn't necessarily studied. So it's not that simple. So all of these things, you, you, have, to be, you have to be able to do it. And I know this from doing it. I, I, I know from, from being the one of those guys that matched up and everything and during the week, you know, letting guys know, okay, well, in this situation, this is what's going on and if they run the ball okay i'm matched up on this guy in this slot but if they run the ball well now i gotta cover the b gap so but also if they throw the ball in this situation well this is going to go out here because every time you're matched up with a guy you're not necessarily man to man that's that's another thing that people think because i know revis as well revis every time he matched up with a guy he didn't it wasn't man every single play hmm. it, it, it wasn't but just because you're matching up you know what i'm saying so that's that's a part of it so Both guys are correct in that what they do, they do it well. Um, Answering your question on the stigma, you always want that man-to-man badge to show like, okay, I can do this job. I can hold it down. No help. I can play my position. Yes, I can do that. Not being in a scheme um, that matches you up does not negate your brilliance. That's my opinion on that.
1: Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, it, it's 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 one of those things, and I I'll, I'll go to baseball for this, where it's you know it, it, there are multiple ways to get the job done, right? And and if you're looking at pitchers, you know, there's Randy Johnson. He's going to come at you from the left side of the mound. And he's going to just throw gas and just blow a body. Or you got the righty, Greg Maddox, who is a surgeon and is just going to pick you apart. Regardless of the fact, you need 27 outs. And both of those guys are capable of getting you 27 outs, although by different means, by different ways, by different methods, different deliveries. Um, and so because of that, um, I think there's, there's a beauty to be seen in the skill set of each. Doesn't make yeah. one better or less, um, just different you know um and so uh i think i think because of that um i, I didn't really you know i, I didn't really particularly care for, for Revis's comments but um neither here nor there
2: you you know what i mean it, it's this that's the thing that's that's what i when you when you first started this off because it's it's all in how you look at it Re- Revis was asked to do something um a certain way because of the skill set that he possessed he was asked to do something he went to a system that asked him to play the game a certain way and he could and there are a whole lot of players if asked to do that they would have they they would have had a very short career rivas is special he's a hall of fame talent um you you i've already told you how i feel about his play um at his, at its peak uh, and so he because of that he views the game a certain way can you do this I see guys getting asked to do things and they're getting love and they never were put under the stress that I was put under week in and week out. So that's that's how he feels about it. I get it. Richard Sherman, all he knows is what he's been asked to do. There are a lot of guys that are asked to do the exact same thing. You talk about it. I mean, you talk about Gus Bradley system. There are guys in San Diego right now at being asked to do the exact same. I mean, in um, for the Chargers, LA Chargers being asked to do the same thing. There are guys in um Seattle being asked to do the exact same thing. We know for a fact. Those are the three defenses run exactly the same. Um there are guys on his team being asked to do the exact same thing. They don't do it at the level he does it at. Yeah. So he has so his argument is, you know what? Hey, shut up all I'm doing is what they asked me to do and I'm doing it at a hall of fame level
1: yeah, at a very, a very very high level
2: um so that's 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 that right there that's why I say apples and oranges um they're they're both they're both right in how they feel
1: <laughs> yeah so
2: so you know it's not like I'm like I'm straddling the fence I'm just saying like they they're both correct they're 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 both correct I, I can do what i do you did what you did Let's
1: keep it moving. Keep it moving. We're, we're we're gonna keep it moving. You know, I I used I used to work with a bunch of guys, who uh, they they got excited about the Super Bowl and because of the prop bets, right? All of a sudden, like something would happen. You know, Lady Gaga will be singing the national anthem and you just hear a roar, right? And you look up at the clock. Oh, she was under, you know, two minutes or whatnot. They would have, they would set up all these prop bets amongst them. That's how they enjoyed the Super Bowl. That's how they took in the Super Bowl. Well, folks, you you can you can get right after it and you can do that. By heading over to mybookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. MyBookie, one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. Look, they got everything that you need. If if playing the games is your game, they got it all for you. And they're even available for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week just for your convenience. So, Use this special offer right now to join right now, and they'll match your deposit all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, they will give you 1000 in free cash. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV. Once again, that's promo code BLV. Get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Super Bowl week, obviously, ED, and um, the last time... The Niners won a Super Bowl. You were a part of that team, and coincidentally enough, it was down in Miami, Uh, and that's where the Niners are headed. They'll be headed out there on Sunday to to take in all the Super Bowl festivities and get ready for the big game the following Sunday, of course, first Sunday in February. Now, what... What are these guys experiencing? Like, what, what, what are these last couple of days like? Thankfully for them, they got some, 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 some veterans that have been there before. Um, be it on the coaching staff or, uh, members of the team. Tevin Coleman obviously played in the Super Bowl. Uh, Jimmy G, I believe, he's a part of some Super Bowl teams with the Patriots. Uh, Robert Sala was a part of some teams. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, of course, was 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 a part. Uh, of, of that Falcons team a couple of years ago, Sherman, of course, uh, not don't remember if I mentioned him or not, but of course, obviously, he, he, he won a Super Bowl. I would imagine like these guys that are doing this for the first time have no idea what they're get, what they've gotten themselves into, and I'm talking about off the field, right? Like, like what what are some of the things that they have to make sure they do before they get to Miami? What are these last couple of days like?
2: Well, the first, the only thing that you really have to concern yourself with off the field right now is um. Uh, getting out of the ticket business tickets. Trust me, you don't want to be in the ticket business that's that's the thing that is the most difficult because you everybody everybody is your friend now everybody uh w- you know wants you to get your hands on tickets for them and because everybody assumes that you just get tickets for free and you don't and, and 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 like super Bowl tickets are expensive. And they all think that you just get as many tickets as you want, and you and you know like hey I I need I need 118 tickets for everybody that I knew growing oh. up, and uh, you can do that, but you're gonna have to pay for them, and then you're gonna have to deal with all the logistics of that. So you just need to learn to say no, um, and get take care of the people that you need to take care of, and then step away, uh, and and get all of that stuff done. Get just don't try to get into um, don't try to be a travel agent and don't try to, don't try to, um uh, be ticket master. So how many, how many ticket
1: requests did you, did you get? Like how many, how many people hit you up for tickets?
2: Um, you know, a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. A whole lot. And, and so
1: le- like less than half you were, you, you,
2: you, 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 you catered to? Yeah, you take you t- you take care of the people that have it's, it's really simple. The people that have always been there and you're gonna take care of you take care of them and you do it and you get it done and then you leave it alone. That same group understands that. Look, okay, I, I'm gonna do this, but I still I got a game to play, I got a game to play. So you want to get all of that stuff done this week, get all of that out of the way. You know you're going to the Super Bowl. This is what's going on. Get your arrangements set. Get all of these things done. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make these requests for the rooms. I'm gonna do all these things. So now that is done, and once it's done, don't come. Back, you can't circle back around. Hey man, can I get this one too? And so and so, says they want to come, can you take care of them? I'm like, no, no, I, no. It, it's like this is this this is the cutoff date, and now it's done. So it's time for me to focus in on playing a football. What, what, what game. about Nook Nook's baby sister's half cousin? If Nook Nook's baby sister half-cousin made the cutoff, then cool. Nook Nook got a room. The baby, the, you know, Nook Nook, I get the room. So if you, it's your room, if you decide to put baby sister's half-cousin in there, that's fine. If you tell me in time. But if you don't tell me in time, baby sister's half-cousin, uh, uh, you know what? She got issues. Um, I'm just saying. So
1: what, what, what was the most, without without really putting anybody on blast if, if you can what like what was the most random request you got
2: random request um
1: it was like we, we shared lunch together once oh, in the fourth grade oh,
0: uh, <laughs> um,
2: um dude, no you know what someone that I someone that I went to college with that I didn't even get along with in college That it, it was I mean it was obvious they didn't like me I didn't like them but they asked me if I could hook them up, not only give them tickets, but and this was all in one request. They wanted me to get them tickets, get them a room, get them a room at the hotel, not even a room. They wanted a suite at the hotel, tickets to the game. And and there were a couple of restaurants and things and parties that were happening to the week. <laughs> if I could get them, if I could get them on the, the VIP list. And of course you obliged, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, you know me well enough to know my
1: response to that. What's the matter with you, man? Let bygones be bygones, Ed. Come on. No, no I,
2: I, <laughs> I told you I took
1: care of it. Really? Well, how did, well, how did, how did you take care? You, you, you I, taking care of it isn't necessarily taking care of it. Were there, were there choice words? Like, how did, like, how I, did you take care of it? Was it, I, was it a I, no response, or was it like, uh, yeah, I'll work on that, and it, to be determined, and you still never got back to him.
2: I, I thought you know me better than that. <laughs> I thought I would think by now you know me better than that. No, I got, I, I definitely got back to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yes, but you you just asked me the the craziest one. That that one I thought was you know unusual. But but that's the thing. You just I'm saying, man, getting, that
1: was in the past, Ed. You know what I mean? Like you, we cool now, right? <laughs>
2: you, you get you get through it. It was you know what, man. There was no not even any hostility involved it's really easy oh, it's, that's, that's a really easy thing you know it's just you you know i, I you know I tend to do i tend to on uh, lean on facts yeah that's all so it's just factual it's, so that and that was a factual conversation so it's, it's easy as long as when you when you're leaning on facts and just using your words it's easy to have conversations <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: we so the, the tickets obviously one thing what what's something that doesn't get talked about that becomes either difficult or a chore or um just maybe a a nuisance you know about about the whole preparation for this away from the game
2: Uh, you know what there it it won't be any more difficult than you make it that's what i said the only the only the only nuisance and added pressure it is um, the magnitude of that because this is something every week you deal with the ticket requests from friends? Because every game, you know, it's an NFL game and people want to come to NFL games. But at this level, um, it's, a, it's more of a nuisance because the security around a Super Bowl is so heightened and everything becomes a chore. Everything that's involved, every person that's involved in it. You know, it it has it has to be verified and and they they want to know every little thing that's going on. So that's why you want to just get these things over with. And the teams, especially a team like the Niners that have been involved in this, um, you know exactly uh, the issues that can come in because you've been there, done that as an organization. So you try to make things easier for the players. So as a player, you don't want to try and circumvent that and start doing things on your own because that's when it becomes a hassle of trying to get things done and that's why like you just have to abide by the cutoff dates, deal with it, and then and move on. And then the other things of it is like you just remember it's a business trip. There's gonna be so much happening, but it's not for you. The Super Bowl I've I've gone there as as a player. I've gone there as as a part of the team, um and, and you know and, and you were there for the game. It's different when you're there as a fan and all of these things because all of those parties and all of those things that are going on that, you know, that's not, it's because of you. It's not for you. Yeah. So you don't, you don't do those things. You don't, you, you, you're you not going to hang out at too much of that stuff. You're not going to be there. Just be the, know that you are there to play a game. So is that it the major, major trip. Is, is, that the, is that the major piece not. of
1: advice you would give to, to, to God, like the first-timers? Is that the, is that the major piece of advice you would give to the guys before they head down there?
2: Um, the, well, the, the, the biggest thing, just understand this, is that uh, it's a football game, and everyone's going to tell you, oh, it's just another game. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Now, practicing, prepping for it, film study, taking care of your body, all of that is the same. And that's why I said get rid of all that extracurricular tickets and all that type stuff. Get rid of that. Now you're going to hit, and your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practices, it's, it's all going to be the same thing. It's football. You prep for it. Do what you do. Just know that when the game starts, it's not just another game. It's, it's the Super Bowl. It's not the same. You're going to know it. You're going to feel it. It's, it's going to be in the air. You're going to know that something's different about this night. So realize that, get through it, know that you're not the only one, because you, you're going to, you're going to get there and you're going to feel these feelings and you're going to be like, wait a minute, uh, I, whew, wait a minute, this is a little different. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's different for everybody. You, you will feel the, you will be able to feel the world watching. You will, you know, this is not Monday night, this is not a Sunday night game, you are talking the whole country's watching. No, everybody's watching. Every, everyone on planet earth is watching this game yeah if if they, if they have cable <laughs> if they have internet yeah. if they have eyes they are watching this game and you can feel it you know it you know the importance of it because this is not Monday night versus Cleveland and uh, you know or Sunday night games something like that where we're gonna see if they are real. This is history.
1: History. History. Yeah. So, it's history. yeah. <laughs> Not, Niners heading to the Super Bowl on the quest for six. Um, on the bye this week, obviously, they'll leave for Miami on Sunday. And we'll be back with you next week as we start to dive a little bit more into the game, right? Mahomes versus Garoppolo—you got a matchup of two of the best tight ends in the game, and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. We'll we'll dive into to some of the matchups, some of the X's and O's, um, and, and what what we really can expect from this game. We'll, we'll do that, uh, of course, next week. So, so for Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Shout out to Eric's rival from college that wanted to make a phone call some 25 years ago, (laughs) wherever he may be right now. We will see
2: y'all next (laughs) week. We'll see y'all next
0: week. (laughs) Peace. A new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.